Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. For years, we were stuck in a rut, always complaining that nothing ever changed for us. And then we realized, if we wanted to improve our lives, we had to put in the work. Each week on this podcast, we'll get into an aspect of personal growth, relationships, or just life. Through our own experiences and guest interviews, we hope to inspire you to make your own positive changes. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Podcast. Podcast. Well, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Fools in Love podcast. You know, as people, we are always come up with reasons for why we aren't doing what we want to do in life. We can think of a million excuses, rationalizations, or even other people to blame for why we are stuck in the life we have. We didn't get lucky like that person, or we didn't have natural talents like that person. But the reality is, the reason you are not living the life you want is because you are not being tactical enough with your goals. Mm, Interesting topic today. I'm so excited to dig in. I find this mostly happens because we're never taught how we're supposed to actually achieve goals. We're told statements like aim for the fences and reach for the stars, but practically no one ever explained how we're supposed to do that. Yeah, I love that. It's always the idea where it's like, just try your best, honey. Do what you need to do. You know, do do whatever that is. And it's like, okay, but how do I possibly do that? And like Meg was just saying, practically, how do I figure that out? Where do I go from here? The good news is that if you find yourself in a place where it seems like you may never meet your goals or get to the life you actually want to live, we're here to help. With some simple and easy to implement changes, you'll be on your way to crushing your goals and moving past the life you have to the one you've always dreamed of. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. So let's jump right in, shall we? The first thing you need to do is set specific goals. Oh, yeah. It's so easy to dream about amazing, huge, and out-of-this-world goals. The issue is that they're super general a lot of the time, like getting rich, getting healthy, or being successful. (laughs) Right. I mean, the problem with statements like this is there's no tangible way to know that you've actually achieved any of these. Like to get rich, okay, what dollar amount identifies what it would mean for you to be rich? And by the way, that'd be completely different from the next person you run into on the street. Like what does that actually mean and how is that an actual goal? Yeah, or getting healthy. Does that mean a certain weight, a certain muscle tone, eating a salad every day? Right, or just being successful. Like what does it mean to be successful? Oh, that could depend on the career you want. It could depend on the life you want. But what would it actually mean to be successful? I don't know. Do you? Right. I mean, for the stay-at-home mom, maybe that means a day that the kids didn't freak out. For somebody in the business world, maybe that means closing the next big deal. It can be anything to anyone, but you have to define it for you to know how to meet your goals. Yeah. And with general terms like this, you might actually start down the path to your goals. So if you say you want to get healthy, well, you might start eating salad. You might start exercising a little more and it'll get you a little bit further down, but eventually you're going to hit a wall and you're going to get to a place where you can't get past where you currently are. And then you're going to revert back into your old habits and your own way of doing things. And this is exactly what we mean when we're talking about not achieving your goals. Sure, you can start down the path to your goals, but then what do you need to do? What are specific steps of things you need to do to do that? And the way we've identified the easiest way to do that is to set a specific tangible goal that you know once you've achieved it, you're like, stamp that, I'm done. 
Yeah. It would be like if we were taking a road trip to L.A., but we just put California in the GPS. I mean, we could get to the right state for sure, but it would be really hard, maybe even impossible, to get to our final destination. (laughs) I love that. I love that analogy because... If you think about that, it's like, yeah, sure, we'd get to California, but we're never actually going to get to where we want to be. And goals, honestly, are the same way. If you don't pinpoint exactly what it is that you're trying to accomplish, then you're never going to get to that final destination. Yeah, find yourself the exact starting point and then where you want to be when you're finished and go work on the in-between from there. Yeah. And it's important with this that once you set your specific goals, so you've gotten to a place where you're going to do that, set up some benchmarks along the way to make sure you're staying on track. And this is important too, because a lot of times we want to get from A to C. And I've talked about that before where my personality is I want to get from A to C, but you forget about the B and you forget about the small wins. And when you're trying to change things and when you're trying to do things, usually it's an important thing in your life that maybe you haven't been the best at. So cheer yourself on along the way and know that just because maybe you're not way out in outer space with this goal, you've still gone out and done this small thing that's getting you one step closer to what you're trying to do. Right. By taking a big goal and breaking it down into bite-sized pieces, you're going to make it much easier to swallow. And by chunking those parts up, you can so much more easily keep anxiety and fear at bay and cheer yourself on for each little step that you accomplish. Yeah, I think about me and Meg right now, we're actually in a season where we're trying to run a half marathon in less than one month. And so when we decided to do that, I said, hey, Meg, do you realize that's right around the corner? And she's like, yeah, it is. So with that, we sat down and we had to break it into weekly goals. So two Saturdays ago, for example, we ran six miles. Then this past Saturday, we ran eight. This upcoming Saturday, we're going to run 10. Then the following week, we're going to have our half marathon of 13.1. But it doesn't just happen. If we don't plan that and we don't set weekly things that need to happen, then we're not going to ever get to that end goal. But the thing is, you have to set those weekly things because in between all that, even our long runs, you have to have smaller runs too to build up your endurance. And it's the same with anything else you're trying to achieve. Right. Take your big goal and divide it up into either steps or time frames, whatever works for you, and then accomplish those things one by one. Okay. So now you've made the point. You've set some tangible goals. You've set some benchmarks for what you want to achieve. Now it's time to lock into a routine. And this is so powerful because it is so often overlooked. Mm -hmm. I know for years I was like, whatever about a routine, because it seemed so obvious and so simple. But what I realized is that although it's really easy to do, it's also really easy not to do. (laughs) Which I have to laugh because it's my favorite thing to tell Meg is it's all if it's true. It's like all these things are so easy to do and they're also so easy to ignore. But those are the things that make the difference in getting to where you want to be. You need to set yourself up with some positive habits that will actually stick because it is in these small mundane details where all the magic happens. (laughs) Over time, these tiny daily positive habits set you up for a lot of success. You do have to be disciplined and you have to be willing to put in the work every single day. Think about us with our morning routine and our nightly routine. I mean, what we want to accomplish doesn't just happen without that. Oh, for sure. We get up at 4, 4.30 in the morning. And from there, it's go time. Yeah. I mean, we start with not only waking up early, but we start with planning out our weeks. Like it, we got to a place where for us, 
it was like, yeah, we want to accomplish all these things, but we never actually planned anything out. And so like, if we didn't plan it out, it never happened. And it's much like what we're talking about. It's easy to do, easy not to do. Yeah. Until we started really sitting down on Sunday nights or Monday mornings and saying, hey, what are you doing every single day this week? That was when everything changed for us because our routine was not ingrained enough until we started actually planning it out and thinking, here's how we're going to hit tackle every day. And here's what we're going to do specifically each and every week. And that changed so much for us. Right. And it's in these habits and they don't always have to be difficult because a lot of times you think, well, I don't have time to do that or I can't do that. And those are going to be really, really hard, but it's not so much these big, crazy things. It's these daily habits where you're working them in. For us, we wake up earlier every day. We practice daily gratitude. We practice a mindset that's positive. Those things make a difference. Yeah, daily in and out, it might not feel like it, but over time, they lead you into a wave of very positive energy and getting things done. For sure. And then we have our nightly routine too, which is really just after our kids go to bed that we rev up again for the night work-wise. You know, we we put those children to bed and after that it's time for computers to come out, for strategizing to begin. Maybe there's an episode to edit or a blog post to write, but there's work to be done. And so we know that from roughly eight to nine o'clock at night, we'll be working once again. And if we if we stray from that, then it won't happen. But as long as we're both in agreement that that's going to happen, that's what happens. Yeah. And if you find yourself in a place where you feel like you've hit a wall with your goals, you feel like you're just having a hard time getting over the hump, looking at your daily routine and looking at your habits that you're putting in place is a good place to start. Because chances are, if you're anything like we were, you developed a lot of really bad habits that were weighing you down. And they're just so ingrained in your day-to-day that you just don't think about it. But when you take a chance to look at what you're doing daily and maybe even start in the morning, write down what you're doing from start to finish of the day. And it might be a little bit tough to remember to do it. But if you do that for a handful of days, you'll be able to pinpoint a lot of pockets of time and a lot of pockets of energy that are being wasted that could be used in a lot more productive way. Absolutely. Another thing is just getting guidance from people who've been there before. Many of us struggle every single day because we're too prideful to ask for help. Yeah, I know for for me as a man, we think we should just be able to figure everything out, at least if anyone else is like me. And I'm sure the wives out there know what their husband's like. But I always just feel like as a man, like I'm just supposed to know. Like I'm just supposed to know what I need to do. I'm just supposed to know where I'm supposed to go. And I always think of the example, the stereotype, I should say, of men when they're asking for directions or when men get something new and they're trying to put it together and you just don't want to look at the instructions no matter what. And that's Meg's question to me all the time. She's like, have you looked at the directions? Like, I don't need the directions. I can figure this out. He totally needs the directions. (laughs) But we all think we know best. I mean, men and women included. But let me ask you this. Why go through hours, days, or months of banging your head against the wall when there are plenty of people out there who are more than willing to share their knowledge with you? Yeah, it's okay to ask for help. I guarantee you have people in your life or in your social circle who you can reach out to to give you guidance and advice. And if you don't, you can still find a mentor online. There are so many people out there in every single space, in every single career, in every single thing you might be going through in your life that can provide you education, resources that'll point you in the right direction. 
I love that. And and also, let us not forget, we all carry around literally a supercomputer in our pocket. We all have the power of Google at our fingertips. So even if you're in a place where, say that you don't have a mentor or someone personally that you can ask, you have access to all kinds of invaluable information. You just have to actually take the time to look for it. And you'd be shocked at how much information you can actually learn just by taking the time to research it, looking into it. And that goes for any field. It goes for any goal you're trying to accomplish. It goes for anything. And what I've found on our end is there's so many people that want to help you and help lift you up than anyone trying to really bring you down. Oh, yeah. When I first took over my job, by circumstance, I was just kind of thrown into it with not a whole lot of real training. So I had to get very comfortable very quickly using every single resource I possibly could with no shame. I'd ask anyone and everyone I could. And people would help me if I asked. And sometimes that was free. But even if not, some things the cost is worth it for. Yeah, that's right. And and I think we build it up a lot more than it actually is. I mean, the information is out there. So I know a lot of what people will tell me is they just don't have the know-how to do it. But the fact is the know-how literally is there. You just got to use your resources to get it. Another thing is being accountable to yourself and find people who can also help keep you accountable. Yeah, that's important because once you start implementing some of these tactics, you'll start getting back on track. But then it's also important to have people who are interested in what you're doing or someone who's just willing to ask and hold you accountable for what you're trying to do. It's super easy to get back on track that I've found for a very short time, but it's staying on track for the long run that becomes difficult. So it's always important to find partners that you can have that will help you stay accountable because you can't always rely on your own motivation or your own self. You have to be able to find like-minded people who you can share your goals with and who are not afraid to call you on something if you aren't doing what you need to do to achieve them. Yeah, Meg and I are always honest with this, but we are that person to each other. I mean, we'll call each other on our own BS, but it doesn't have to be a partner. It could be a friend. It could be a family member, but you need people on your team If you're going to focus on and get to where you want to be, you're going to need someone to push you along the way. I'm pretty sure you told me a story from a book you were reading, and I don't know the name of the book, but the guy had hired somebody to call him every day and check in and call him on things. Does that? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mean, this guy literally hired a complete stranger to call him at seven o'clock every night just to ask him about his day. Now, he didn't want to have to tell this person that he didn't accomplish what he was trying to accomplish because leading into the day, he would let her know his weekly goals, his daily goals. He didn't want to have to tell her that he wasn't doing what he needed to do. Even though that person was being paid by him, she could care less. But it was just the idea in your mind that like it goes beyond you. And really, if you're thinking about your goals, they really do go beyond you. They go to your partner. They roll over to your partner. They roll over to your family. I mean, they roll over to your whole life and everyone you interact with. So I know that got really big really fast, but that's the reality. I mean, it does go beyond you. And I think so often we can just be like, eh, you know, it's not that big a deal. I'll just get to it later. But then later becomes a lot later and then becomes never. And listen, even if it doesn't go beyond you, still do it for you. Show yourself that you can be accountable. Show yourself that you've got what it takes. It doesn't have to be beyond you to matter. It still is important for you to crush it. Yeah, and I don't know what's going on in your life right now. I mean, it might be challenging to find someone in your life that you can trust, but it's worth taking the time to do it. I know you always feel a little embarrassed when you start. You always feel a little bit weird about finding someone and how do you know who you can trust? 
maybe people have discouraged you along the way, or maybe you've told someone something and they went behind your back and told someone else. And it was like, it's, it's a negative thing that's happened in your life, but it's so worth it. If you can just find a person that can be more involved in your life and in your goals and someone you can partner with. And initially you may need someone, this person, whoever it ends up being to be more involved once you're really solidifying a nice routine because all about getting those habits in place. And so once you get them in place, maybe you can rein back how many times they need to be checking in with you. But in the short term, I would suggest having someone being willing to check in with you at least multiple times a week. And this is by no means an interrogation. It's really just a teammate in life who is helping you along the way. And my guess is that if you find someone who's willing to do this, they probably have some stuff that they'd like you to be checking in with them as well. And you can kind of just use each other and build off each other. Right. I mean, Brandon has really been my ultimate partner in in this journey of the self-improvement, this journey of our blog, this journey of our podcast, the journey of everything. When someone doesn't feel like working at the end of a long day, one of us will have to step up and be like, we got to get this done. We got to go to work, man. Because if one of us can't do that for the other, then neither one of us are going to do a thing. Another thing we tend to do is try to call our shot to each other at the beginning of the day. And by that, I mean, if I say, hey, I'm running three miles tonight, then that means I got to run three miles tonight because I've said it out loud to Brandon and he's going to hold me to it. Right. And I do this all the time too. When you're like, I'm writing a blog tonight or I'm like, I'm editing an episode tonight or whatever it might be, like even doing loads of laundry, <laughs> the other person can just help hold it accountable. But the the thing is, if you never actually say it, if you never actually communicate your goals or communicate what you're trying to do to anyone, how are they ever going to know of like what to even ask you about? Right. And I mean, at the point that I'm telling somebody out loud something I'm planning on doing, it makes it more real for me. So it feels like I have to do it. Whereas if I don't say anything at all, my mind can really easily talk me back out of it. Like if I said to myself, I'm going to run three miles tonight, but I don't say that out loud, I can easily be like, well, I don't really feel like it. Just would rather not. I'm going to just pretend I never thought I was going to do this. Whereas if I woke up and said, I'm going to run three miles tonight and here, you know, and here I'm telling you now, then I feel a little bit more like it should happen because I've spoken it into existence. (laughs) Right, right. Also coupled with this is just finding out what doesn't work and then learning from it. We are all so stuck on the idea that we don't want to fail. The fear, that fear that comes with failure, it just, it talks us out of doing a lot of things. But what if when you failed, you used it as an education What if you learned from it and used it to your advantage? How much further would you get? A lot further. So much further. I am probably one of the more guilty parties of not wanting to fail. And that's just my personality type. It's just how I am. But even I have had to come a long way and fight myself to make sure that I can get through failure and make it a learning experience and an education. Right. And and the thing too is, I mean, if you just keep repeating the same thing over and over and over again, it begins to weigh you down and it holds you back from getting to where you want to be. And a lot of times just by doing that, you talk yourself out of and convince yourself that it isn't even possible because you've lived however many years on this earth. And if you couldn't make any of that work, then all those excuses and all those things just build up in your mind and you draw from them. And sometimes you just got to tell those things to shut up. (laughs) Tell those fears to go to hell. Okay. So don't be afraid to realize when something isn't working. Learn from it, pivot, 
and move on to the future. That is absolutely right. Instead of blaming everything and everyone else for why you aren't achieving your goals, it may be time to take a look in the mirror. We've all developed a lot of bad habits. We are all prideful. I know I am. We are all stuck in our ways. But guess what? We can fix it. By implementing these simple strategies we discussed, you'll find yourself crossing items off that list of goals in no time. Now go out there and get it. Hey B, what did you think of that episode? I think it was pretty dang good. Well, what should someone do if they enjoyed these last 30 minutes? They should probably head over and leave us a review so we can reach more people. They definitely should. Guys, if you like the Fools in Love podcast, please go follow us over on Instagram at Fools in Love Podcast. We'd love to connect with you and learn more about what you'd like to hear. 